welcome to the Thrive Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Drennan. If you're a floral designer on a mission to build a profitable and thriving business, then you're in exactly the right place. I'm on a mission to bust through the secrecy of our industry, make it easier for you to know exactly what to focus on to help you build your business and teach you my favorite mindset hacks so that you can learn to show up with more confidence and authority as you grow your business. I am so grateful to be able to share my journey with you, pass along my best shortcuts and get you on the path to feeling more confident and making money doing what you love. No matter where in the world you're tuning in from, remember, you've got this. I don't know if I ever thought that there would actually be a day where I could show up in front of you and be like, guys, I've just become the kind of floral designer that has a well-organized, color-coded Google Drive. (laughs) Literally, I think I kind of prided myself. If I'm being honest, I think I prided myself on the idea of accomplishing as much as I accomplish with it being messy and it not being organized. However, the last eight or nine months in particular, I have noticed in my own behavior that I have developed an underlying level of anxiety. And it sits with me as I navigate through my days And I have been experimenting with a lot of different things to help me pay attention to my anxiety, to manage my anxiety, and to just become one with my anxiety. And one thing that I have noticed is that being in a clean and organized environment is very helpful and it's very soothing. And... Somebody rightly pointed out to me (laughs) not too long ago that if you are a designer, if you are somebody who loves visuals, then being in a space, having spaces and making time to create spaces that feel visually appealing makes sense. So this idea that we as designers, you and I, because we love design, it could be a really good idea that we actually start to pay attention to the space around us and the digital spaces that we spend our time in. And that thought really got me thinking. And this is going to be like a little bit of a rambling tangent to get to the point. (laughs) But I was thinking, huh, like, really begun to notice how soothing, like in my physical human body, how soothing I find having a clean, organized, bright, well-designed space. I love it. Just like brings me so much like relief. It's like the best of the yoga experience, but happens in seconds. (laughs) And It's just kind of spawns this line of thinking, this new set of neural pathways in my own brain around the idea of taking time to set up and work in a visually appealing space, but also making time to organize and clean up my digital 
space. And I thought it could be super helpful because I've just come off the back of this experience for me feels like starting a brand new chapter because I have never considered myself an organized, tidy person. You can ask my mother. (laughs) She will testify to that fact. I've always been, like I haven't been like messy or dirty per se, but I've never been a person who was like, I'm going to take the time to organize and color code. I mean, I've had my moments. I've had my moments where I've thought being organized and color coded could be fun. Most of the time though, I got bored by the time I sat down to actually finish the project and I would just get distracted and then want to do something completely different. But with this onset of anxiety and this decision, like I know in order for me to enjoy my day-to-day life and reach my next goal and not feel like I am expending energy on things that if I did them in quotes properly the first way, right? This kind of concept of like energy leaks. I always think of it like, I don't know, if we're in the car, we've put the petrol in the car. If we know that there's like a little drop that's coming out every time we travel like 100 meters, instead of putting in the work to fix the problem, we just kind of keep driving ahead. (laughs) We're just going to literally run out of petrol sooner than we needed to. That's how I think of my energy is that there is actually only so much energy in a day. And what could I do to conserve my energy? And I will absolutely hands down say, you don't need to be the most organized color coded florist on the planet to be successful. It's not how you have to show up. That is not how I've run my business up until this very moment in time. (laughs) However, I am officially a changed human which then got me thinking about the idea of talking you through the process of intentional identity creation, which sounds fancy. It sounds really like this is probably a concept. I don't know if I teach it in like human psychology. I learned about the notion of intentional identity creation from a book called Personality Isn't Permanent. That book is probably one of the books that has fundamentally changed how I show up as a human being and the way that he teaches. So the general premise that Benjamin Hardy talks through, so he's a PhD and this is what he does as his area of study. The book is called Personality Isn't Permanent. His thesis for this book is that personality tests can put us in a box that can actually feel suffocating. So if you've ever taken a personality test, whether it's like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs or like, I mean, it could kind of be anything, right? Where at the end you get like, this is the kind of personality that you have. Absolutely, I will agree. Like when I discovered the whole Enneagram 3 and when I dug into the world of really understanding what it actually means to be an introvert, I found it helpful because it helped me understand that I am a human being that operates in a certain way and that there are other human beings like me. But you can also get to the point where it actually is a barrier. You actually feel like you have to keep showing up in a certain way because you've put yourself in a certain category. Or you have to keep showing up in a certain way because you've labeled yourself with that particular concept. 
So Benjamin Hardy in that book, Personality Isn't Permanent, talks about how you can intentionally create your identity based on the goals that you want to accomplish. Highly recommend. Every human on the planet reads this book, particularly, particularly if you are a floral designer who wants to make money and you know that you are the biggest barrier between you and your goals. Highly recommend it. This idea of intentional identity creation. You might have heard of the concept of who you think you are, right? Your thoughts about yourself or your self-concept, or even the notion of acting as if, right? You'll often hear that in the context of like confidence coaching, right? Where somebody would make the recommendation of, you know, how actors learn how to play a part is by acting and you are acting as if, So how would somebody in that situation behave? And then you learn to behave in that way. And this tool is probably one of my personal favorite mindset tools, because for me, it really sheds light on my own blind spots, because I can't see what I can't see. But it also really helps me get out of my own way. And we all as human beings, because we have a human brain that is programmed for judgment, One of the ways that we judge is we have thoughts and we have labels that we give ourselves and we put ourselves in these boxes. So there's going to be very obvious labels that we give ourselves, things like floral designer, business owner, woman, dog mama, lover of ribbons and color and roses and red wine and taking long walks and listening to podcasts and listening to groovy music and all of these kind of check the box identities that we've created for ourselves. You're also going to have like personality based labels. You'll probably even have a label around the kind of food that you eat or the kind of food that you don't eat. You might even have a label around the kinds of books that you like to read or the kinds of music that you like to listen to. One of the most helpful exercises I did fairly recently in a course that I was taking is that the teacher asked us to actually write down on a piece of paper all of the labels that you have for yourself. And she very specifically said, this isn't about judgment. This isn't about like compartmentalizing yourself. This is purely about self-awareness. And it's astounding. You can get to 12 to 15 labels in a matter of seconds. But it's so helpful because part of the exercise that I found so fascinating was thinking about when you look at the labels you give yourself, it means that you are something, but it also means you are not something. So this kind of, if you are this, then you aren't that. And it really started to get my brain thinking of like, okay, well, if we all have this tendency, very normal human experience to decides that it has to be a definitive, I am this, therefore I am not that. I am an introvert, therefore I am not extroverted. I am an Enneagram 3, therefore laziness is a avenue for insufficiency. <laughs> I am a florist, therefore I am not a chef. I am a business owner, therefore I am not an employee. I am a dog mama. I like, it's so fascinating when you can start to deconstruct for yourself. These are the labels I'm giving myself. But the flip side is also just as interesting. 
And for so many of you that I talk to, right, so many of you that I coach, is this idea of how many labels we're giving ourselves that make us feel insufficient or make us feel like an outsider. So you might label yourself as a not tech person. You might label yourself as not good with technology. You might label yourself as I'm not good with social media. I'm not an Instagram person. You might label yourself as I'm just new. I'm just starting out. You might label yourself as being too old. You might even label yourself as I'm not ambitious enough. And this idea of paying attention to the labels that you're giving yourself. And more importantly, paying attention to how that label makes you feel. Does that label make you feel empowering? Does it make you feel like you want to jump out of bed and take action? Or does it feel like a label that isn't really serving you? Does it feel like a label that makes you want to not take action? And when I come full circle on this idea of really digging into the labels that I have for myself, and I think about some of the best lessons from Benjamin Hardy's book, Personality Isn't Permanent, one of my favorite lessons, and I'll read this out for you verbatim. So this is actually from his book. And the thought goes like this. You are not a single or narrow type of person. In different situations and around different people, you are different. Your personality is dynamic, flexible, and contextual. Moreover, your personality changes throughout your life far more than you can presently imagine. And in this book, he teaches you and he talks you through the process for creating the identity that allows you to reach your goals. This all came to the surface for me last week and I had my 20 minute one-on-one coaching session with my coach and I sat down and I said, okay, so here's the thing I want to talk about. I know for me, when I picture my future self, my future self is more organized. My future self isn't kind of having these to-do lists running around in my head. I'm not trying to find this document in my Google Doc. I'm not like spending energy trying to find something or trying to remember where I put something. Everything has its place. Everything has its home. And there's a clear kind of process for everything. So I was talking to my coach about this and just really kind of digging into like this idea of like, how do I become an organized person? And (laughs) she just looked at me and she said, okay, let's talk about it. What does an organized person look like? What behaviors does an organized person exhibit? And she took that question one step further. And this is where I think it really opened up my brain. And she said to me, how would somebody be able to identify or label somebody else as that person is organized? So this idea of thinking about if you and I were looking at a person and being able to label them and say, are they an organized person or are they not an organized person? What would an organized person? person look like? So I started brainstorming some ideas and I came up with, okay, well, everything has its place. Like literally things are in their place. They have a clean, organized Google Drive. Their things are put away, right? The snips go back to where the snips belong. The ribbons are all tidy. Things are in the drawers. If we want to go to the extreme, maybe there's even labels on the drawers, but it it at least feels like there's some consideration, things go in their place, and 
things return back to their place. Laundry is put away. Shoes are put away. And then I said this one sentence that began to just completely open my eyes. And I said, huh, okay, so it sounds to me like an organized person makes time for organization. And they decide that organization is important to them. The minute that I said that sentence, it was like a light went off in my head. And this is such a good reminder, even as I'm telling the story about why coaching is so powerful. Like, so simple. I was literally just having a conversation with a coach about what does an organized person look like? (laughs) It's like, oh, you get out of your own head for a minute, right? And instead of Kathleen being so adamant that I'm not an organized and tidy person, I'm just having a conversation with a coach about how would one exhibit the behavior of being an organized person to get to the point of, huh, they make time for organization and they simply decide organization is important to them. And for me, that thought, I literally was like, I want to get off this coaching session right now because I want to start organizing my shit. (laughs) The perspective shift was so fast because all of a sudden I was like, oh, an organized person makes time for organization. An organized person just decides organization is important to them. For months, months, I have been walking around wishing that somebody would come in and just clean up my Google Drive. (laughs) Like, as if there's some magic fairy unicorn who's going to clean up my Google Drive. I'll also tell you, brutally honest, about three years ago, two years ago, I had a VA who I, one of the tasks that I gave them was to organize our Google Drive. And that was actually one of the problems (laughs) that I had. Because her thought process wasn't the same as my thought process. So every time I went into the Google Drive, I was like, oh my God, this is just causing me more stress and anxiety because it's not organized the way that I wanted it organized. So let this serve as a reminder to everyone. I'm not saying don't ask for help. (laughs) What I am saying is stop walking around wishing for somebody to come in and solve the problem. And it's totally fine. If you want to hire somebody to come in and solve the problem for you, that's fine. Just know how you want the problem to be solved. Very specifically, what does success look like? In this instance, I was like, okay, if an organized person simply makes time for organization, they just decide that organization is important to them, then that's all that I have to do. I have 100% control over my own life and my own schedule. And if I want to learn to become an organized person, then all I have to do is decide that organization is important to me. I think one of the best quotes I've heard all year is Mel Robbins. And I think this is from her Instagram stories, but probably from her podcast. But that quote that she has that says, no one is coming. Kathleen, no one is coming to get organized for you. And Even in my attempt, and I had hired a VA a couple years ago to come in and organize things, I wasn't clear on how I, me, wanted things to be organized. Our brains did not work in the same way. And this is such a good reminder that you run your own business. There is no one right way to organize your Google Drive. There's no one right way to organize your files. 
You organize your files however you want to organize your files. You organize your files that makes the most sense to you. You organize your files in the simplest way possible. And you get to decide if you want to organize your files at all. It's a beautiful thing about being in charge of your own business. <laughs> you can decide if you want to have an organized Google Drive or you don't. I will tell you, success is available through both paths. I've just decided for me, I want to become a more organized person. And I know through this experience, I'm like, oh my goodness, we as human beings with our amazing human brains make our goals so complicated. We make it so hard for ourselves because we're human beings with a human brain. But this idea of distilling it down, right, and using intentional identity creation as your mindset hack, literally the simplest form, the simplest question you could ask yourself is, what behaviors does that kind of person have? For example, you want to become a more organized person? What behaviors does a more organized person exhibit? You want to become an Instagram guru? What behaviors does an Instagram guru have? You want to become a famous florist? What behaviors does a famous florist exhibit? How do they show up? And then you start showing up that way. You could take this concept for any area of your business, but this idea of really applying it to your flower business is so helpful. What are the behaviors that a profitable florist exhibits? What are the behaviors that a confident florist exhibits? A florist that has 100,000 followers, a florist that has 1,000 followers. How does an organized florist show up? How does a florist that leads a big team, how do they show up? A florist that says no to $60 bouquets, a florist that says no to anything under $10,000. You can use your imagination and your own human brain to actually think about and articulate for yourself the behaviors that that kind of person has. And then you just adopt those behaviors. I have always dreamed of becoming a more organized florist. And all it took was a very simple aha moment. You just decide to make time to be organized. <laughs> And you just decide organization is important to you. It's so powerful how our thinking completely shifts how we feel, which creates completely different actions and totally different results. And if I'm being completely transparent, I sat down on Tuesday and Wednesday, and in less than three hours, we now have the most beautiful Google Drive on the planet. And absolutely, I could have gotten somebody else to do this. But I also know, I am the one who has created 92.5% of the mess that's in there. I am the person that knows where this business is going. I know the documents that we need to keep. I know what's going to be garbage. I am the one who uses that Google Drive the most. So it was the right decision for me to sit down and spend three hours to make that happen. That doesn't mean that's the way that you have to do it, but I broke it down into two working sessions. I asked myself, how could this be fun? So I gave myself a fancy sparkling beverage and I turned the music up really loud 
And I just sat down and I set the timer and I said, I'm just going to start this process and I'm just going to break this down into two or three working sessions. I only had to do two. Because <laughs> about halfway through my first working session, I was like, oh my God, the minute that I color coded the folders and I put a key emoji on it, I was like, I am in it to win it. <laughs> so color coding and emojis make organization so much more fun. But it all started with that thought process. And from that 20 minute coaching session that said, what are the behaviors of an organized person to get me to the point of saying they simply make time for organization and they just decide organization is important to them. My friend, if you want to become an organized florist, those are the thoughts to think. If you want to become better at technology, identify the behavior of somebody who's good at technology. Do you know what somebody who's good at technology does? They spend time Googling questions and they try stuff and they keep coming back and trying more stuff. Somebody who gets good at Instagram, they start trying stuff. They start experimenting. They show up consistently. They start paying attention to their data, what's working, what isn't working. A profitable florist pays attention to their numbers. They know what their profitabilities should be. They don't beat themselves up for where they are right now. And then they simply make a plan to increase their profitability. They pay attention to the numbers. They don't overthink things. They intentionally decide ahead of time they're not going to beat themselves up because they already know they're not making money. Now we're just going to get to work and address the problem. You get to do this with whatever identity you want to create. You just identify the behaviors of the kind of florist you want to become. And then you just embody those behaviors. That is the concept called intentional identity creation. It is magical how well it works. If you want to become a successful, profitable floral designer, identify the behaviors of a successful, profitable floral designer, and then you embody those behaviors. You want to become an Instagram famous florist? Identify the behaviors of an Instagram famous florist, and then you embody the behaviors of an Instagram famous florist. You want to become an organized florist? Well, now you have the secrets. Now you know the thoughts that you need to think and the excitement behind having a color-coded, emojied Google Drive. My friends, it is a piece of art, and I'm so excited to keep it organized. I'm so excited, so excited for being able to share this concept with you and to celebrate this milestone of Kathleen becoming more organized. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Headline news. <laughs> Change is on the horizon. Okay. I hope that that's helpful. As always, please, my friends, have the most amazing week. Drive safe. Eat your vegetables. Drink your water. Get some sleep. And I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now. <laughs>